0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Tech Savvy Professor podcast Two faculty who love tech and love to make it a part of their work. Uh, my name is Dr. Eric Perry, and uh, I'll introduce my co-host, Dr. Marty Jensias. Hello, Eric. Uh, it's uh, been a fun week, I think. You know,
1: academically, we're, we're getting ready to the close of the semester. So all of the meetings that have to be done be, before the end of the semester are happening in this week and next but it's been good since we got the last podcast out. Um, that's been really kind of fun.
0: Yeah, I, I think it's, it's definitely a busy time of year for sure. Uh, I like the research for this week, though. I, I think this is going to be a really interesting segment.
1: Yeah. Why don't you remind
0: folks sort of what the purpose of this is and, and what we're doing here? Sure. So the purpose of the podcast is to uh, find helpful software, hardware, and tech tips uh, that our listeners might find valuable in their work and, and even in leisure. This week, we're working on uh, Notes apps. Uh, last week, we worked on... Uh, List. List. List, yeah. yeah. Um, so this this week, like I said, was pretty interesting in that uh, we seem like we have a, a lot to choose from and a lot to talk about. Yeah, we'll get into
1: that. You know, last week, uh, you spoke about AnyDo, and I decided that I would try that. I mean, I had it. I went, when I went to pay for it, I realized I already paid for it. I just hadn't been using it. And I went and paid for the or had paid for the full account and started using AnyDo over the last week, week and a half. And that that meant that I was using AnyDo during Thanksgiving. And one of the things I do on Thanksgiving is, well, not on Thanksgiving, but the day after, since we do it at my in-law's house, um, I, I promise to stay behind on that Friday, on Black Friday and cook the meal for Friday night since the in-laws cooked the Thanksgiving meal. So I spent all day working on a meal, but I was trying to use AnyDo as a list for my ingredients and the ingredients that I didn't have and the ingredients that my in-laws had and what ingredients go into what recipes and and I enjoy, I'm still using it. I'm enjoying it, but I really had a difficult time trying to mash up two lists from one to the other, because you can't easily move things from one list to the other. You have to recreate them in another. So uh, it, it doesn't have that drop and drag functionality that I like on a list, but I'm I'm still using it. It's a great, I'm glad you suggested it last week. I encourage people to to take a look at it. Uh, uh, and again, all of, the, uh, all of the links from the apps that we spoke about last week and the last show that we did about lists
0: are on the website, thepodtalk.net. Yeah, I, I do. I like AnyDo. Uh, it, it definitely has a, a few features that I'd like to see change a little bit. Uh, the drag and drop feature being one of those. And it's interesting that you mentioned that because we're talking about notes this week and there's a lot of cross functionality between notes and lists apps. So, you know, some of that functionality you actually find in the apps that we're talking about this week.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Did you get any reactions from folks
0: about uh, our first show? We did. We had one uh, one email that that uh, we had someone reach out and ask about uh, productivity apps in particular. Uh, around using things like Excel um, to track internship hours. So there's a few of those, uh, hopefully in an upcoming show, that we can review and and go through. Yeah, I
1: had, um, when I told people that we had put the first show out and described what the show was about, their reaction Was that's a perfect show for you, so uh, you know I I was. It was kind of refreshing. It's it's as I said last week, uh, last show, the show that I've always wanted to do. So hopefully, if you uh, hear like what you hear, and even if you don't, but you think it's of good value, um, share it with friends of yours uh, uh, and tell them about the Tech Savvy Professor.
0: Yeah, I, I got a few hits from colleagues and, and friends who, you know, oh my God, you're famous now. Because <laughs> uh, podcast equals fame, I guess. Yeah, um, we, podcast equals fame and no money. Uh, fame and no uh, fortune, yes.
1: <laughs> yeah, fame and no fortune. Fame and no fortune. You, well, let's get right into the apps uh, for this week, talking about Notes apps. you've. It's interesting because we, we put together separate lists uh-huh. and uh, there was one app that, and I think maybe because you're more in the Android world, so you're, you're, you get a little bit more focus on that than I do, but there was one that we had that was a crossover. So why don't you start with the ones that
0: you found, and then we'll get to the crossover apps. Sure, yeah. So the one I like a, a lot that's really it's specifically for Android, Android and Chromebook uh, is Squid, and, and what's nice about that is formerly called Papyrus. Um, the, the technology itself was all based around a, a low latency or no delay use of a stylus. So all the pages in different formats that you have for taking notes are, are to take advantage of that stylus. You can type and, and uh, notate in different ways, but it really incorporates the stylus in a, in a really meaningful way. There's all different kinds of pages from graph paper to these really neat, uh, you know, pretty looking, backgrounds that you can choose, uh, and you can overlay images and different things in, in those backgrounds and, and write your notes over top of them. Uh, it's $10 a year for premium, so it's, it's relatively cheap. Um, e- even the basic version, though, offers you enough versatility for you to be able to use uh, the app in a really meaningful way. Uh, I think what the $10 does for you, it gives you more options in terms of the types of paper and, and backgrounds that you can use. Um, but it works really well with Android and Chromebook, and like I said, that stylus uh, feature is really, really nice. And there's there's no noticeable delay in writing on it. Um, so that's that's what I like a lot. But
1: but not an app for for Mac at this point.
0: Not at this point, no. They've had a, a press release out for about a year saying that they want one for uh, for Mac, but they they haven't done it yet. And I think that has a lot to do with the different stylus technologies that are out there.
1: Yeah, particularly with, the new, I guess, with the new iPad Pro too. that iPad Pro 1 stylus or pencil is completely different than the iPad Pro 2 mm-hmm. a stylus or pencil. So with that kind of uh, thing changing all the time, trying to uh, get software that will follow that along is probably a challenge for developers.
0: Yeah, oh, I can imagine for sure. Uh, Another one that's really nice and and is a similar format is is the lecture notes app. And this this one is Android only. Uh, It operates in much the same way. There's stylus support. It's it's about as good. I actually paid for this one. Um, You know, the screenshots that that they have in the app store, uh, in the Play Store, are are fantastic. Uh, And when you get into it, you find that experience. It integrates with OneNote and Evernote, which we plan on talking about in a future uh, podcast. Uh, but there's also PDF support. There's really cool layouts, and it has that same overlay feature uh, that Squid has. So it's it's a really interesting one. Um, relatively cheap, five ninety nine one time fee. And we talked about this last in the last podcast. That Marty, that's more your thing. You like that? I'd rather pay the one time fee than have to pay annual and just kind of own the features.
1: Yeah. And, I, and I'd rather just pay the fee anyways to avoid to know that I'm getting all the features and to avoid advertisement because I ran into some that were free, but uh, contain advertisement unless you pay for the uh, for the
0: in, in-app purchase. Right. Which is a perfect lead in for Quip. Right. So Quip is, is an app that's a little bit different. It, it's a note taking app that allows for documentation or I'm sorry, document collaboration. Uh, and, and even using spreadsheets together, um, there's a ton of features with it, but most of them you're locked out from. The ones that you're not, they're they're it's really ad heavy. Uh, I wanted to mention it here because it's really popular on the Play Store, uh, but the the thirty it, it's it's heavy. It's thirty dollars a month. Uh, the price tag is big, but the features are big. This is something that you're really going to have to manage whether or not you're going to use everything that's there. Um, as a note-taking app, though the free version works well enough if you don't mind being, you know, interrupted here and there for, with with ads and those types of things. So how do you? I mean, can you imagine somebody who
1: is using? Uh, because when you say thirty dollars a month, I mean, I, I pay some subscriptions for certain software that is essential for me to use that that is up in the $20 range a month, but $30
0: a month for a note app. Well, it's, they market themselves as bigger than a note app, right? What I've seen in it, it it doesn't speak to me that it's worth 30 a month. I mean, just to put it in perspective, a faculty or student version of Adobe is less than that for the great suite. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah. I mean, I, I get my Adobe suite for less than that. Right, so I mean, you really need to have this as something that you're going to integrate as as a part of, you know, a, a larger system, rather than just a note-taking app, right? For that kind of price tag, does it
1: do anything that you couldn't do with any of these other apps that we're talking about?
0: It's the collaboration feature with documents like spreadsheets, and I think that's the big focus. So that they they kind of have that business angle with the spreadsheets. So I could imagine you could share and collaborate around research, Uh, you could share and collaborate, potentially around uh, tracking hours and keeping track of your students' internship and practicum hours. Uh, But I don't think $30 a month is a price tag that I would pay. It it seems like it's really more relevant to the kind of business and economical side of things, right? Somebody who's really entrenched in, in maybe stocks and portfolios and those types of things.
1: So what else do you have for us?
0: Anything else on your list? Uh, just one more that I wanted to talk about, and it, it's actually a uh, a web based tool. Um, it's called Milanote. and it's it's the reason I bring it here is is it's a little bit on the pricey side. It's about twelve dollars a month, uh, but it's really image focused. If you're somebody who's who's really visual and you want to combine those things uh, into a, a note taking app, it, it's really compatible, really easy to use. Uh, you could pull almost any image file type into it and, and create these really kind of open notes. There's no squared formatting around it. Uh, it really allows for a lot of versatility in taking notes. It's it's free to try out. Uh, I would suggest you give it a go. Uh, the downside here is that it, it is PC only, right? So, or web only, actually. So you're going to have a hard time trying to use this on a mobile device. uh, Although some tablets and Chromebooks should be okay.
1: Does it have like a revisable web uh, option? So if I'm, you know, if it's a web app that uh, I want to use on my phone, does it resize the screen to the
0: phone? Do you know if it does that? I tried, but not well. Oh, okay. All right. Um, it'll do it but, it, but really not well. And actually, I had to flip, and I, I use my Chrome browser most often on my S7, on my Android. And, uh, you know, I had to s- switch to the desktop version because the um, functionality of the page was really limited uh, from the mobile view. Right? And I think a lot of the reason for that is it's supposed to be graphically focused. Right? They, they don't really want you to shrink this down. Uh, they want you to have this big landscape for you to work with.
1: So is, is now a good time to talk about the one that we found that was the crossover app? Yeah. yeah. Both of us. Um, and I'll introduce it. Simple Notes. Um, I had it and I, I you know because I, I have a few apps, uh, note apps that I use. And, and maybe after we go through these, we can spend a few minutes talking about how we each use them or how mm-hmm. we've used them. Um, and and one of them that I had for a long, long time is Simple Notes. And I believe at one point I actually paid for Simple Notes because I think they were doing uh, sync storage. And so I was paying, I don't know, it was cheap. It was maybe nine ninety nine a year for sync storage. But as I check it now, it's free and it seems to have all the storage capabilities and sync capabilities um, that I wanted. You can create folders and there are some, there are some notes apps that don't do that very well. Uh, cheap notes apps, some that I won't mention that I looked at that don't do folders very well so you can have multiple notes under different categories simple notes does do folders they uh the hyperlinks turn up as active hyperlinks when you type them in you can do markdown um in it it's not as easy as some of the other apps that i've looked at that have uh markdown plugins that will will turn the whole thing over to a markdown arrangement And for those of you who don't know what Markdown is, it's a simple language uh, that you can use to format documents in a web-based format. It's kind of a way of typing and a way of encoding format into your messages with simple keystrokes. So uh, for those as old as me or older, you might remember the, the original electric typewriters where if you wanted to go to bold, you'd do a combination of keystrokes. And then it would start typing things in bold for you. And then when you wanted to stop, you would do a combination of keystrokes and it would stop the bolding. That's what Markdown language essentially is. Do you have any anything
0: to add on that, Eric? Yeah, I, I like Simple Note a lot. I, I think because it is what it says it is. I mean, it's really simple. It's really easy to use. And because it's, it's really it's text based. The search feature is, is really fast and easy to use. So if you have a lot stored on there, you can move through it really quickly. Some of these other apps that are really graphic heavy, uh, it's hard to search through and find things. Uh, so the search feature on here is really nice.
1: Yeah, I, I would agree with you on that. I, I have a lot stored on it over the years that I've used it. And it opens for me, an app needs to open quickly. Um, mm-hmm. that's, that's one of my complaints about Microsoft. You hit the button and it takes forever to load on a computer. Um, And I have pretty fast systems. So it's frustrating for me Um, with that. Simple Notes pops right open and you're right there. And if a note has been done on another device, it will automatically uh, right away sync it. So all your notes are up to date. And and that's a big piece of the functionality for me because I'm using multiple devices. And if the app doesn't provide me the opportunity to have it synced amongst all devices, I said this in the first show then it it drops to the lower part of my list. And Simple Notes has has always had that functionality. Collaboration, from what I know, uh, I've never really tried to collaborate using this app before, but it's a little more clunkier. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, you think when we think of collaboration now, we think of in-the-moment collaboration using some sort of app in, in Google Office or Google Docs. That type of collaboration is real-time and, and is quick and is easy to do. Um, this, from what I could read, involved putting the email of the collaborator in the tag of the note. And that email should also, this is from the Mac end. On the PC end, I think they actually have a collaboration button, and I don't, they didn't explain where it goes from there. But on the Mac end, in order to collaborate, you'd put a tag, uh, in your tag, you'd put the email of the person you're collaborating with. And that would be the email they would use to sign on to their SimpleNote account. And SimpleNote would recognize that as a shared note uh, with, f- with uh, folks when they would open up theirs then they'd see they had a shared note that you could work on. I, I really like SimpleNotes. Um, I'm now shifting over and using more Apple Notes and that's a Mac only. It it has apps for PC apps. I don't think apps for Android. Eric, do you know for uh, Simple Notes? Yeah, Simple Note. Yeah, it does have yeah Android, Linux, um, and also as I said, it it has apps for Mac. So I can get it on my phone. I can get it on my tablet. I can get it on my desktops. I can get it on my laptops. Um, so that kind of uh, device integration is is really
0: important for me. Yeah, it's, it's cross-platform, too, which is really interesting. So yeah. if you have it on your Android um, and you happen to be using your, your tablet, you know what I mean? You can, you can use both uh, iOS systems, Mac iOS and Android, and it will sync across platforms.
1: Well, another one that I wanted to speak about was Standard Notes. And Standard Notes is another app that I used for a little bit. When I looked at the pricing on it, because when we want to talk about this, we want to talk about pricing, of course, the pricing is pretty expensive. Uh, They do have a deal on now that works out to seventy five dollars for five years of standard notes. It it has. Uh, very similar. The, the design and the layout looks very similar to Simple Notes. The reviews on it talk a lot about the encryption nature of it and the importance uh, from the users in terms of it being encrypted in both directions. If you're using the note and, or if you're syncing the note, all of that, that is encrypted. Um, and the, the, the licensing fee that you pay, uh, either $75 for five years. Or forty nine dollars for one year, Um, and then there's a monthly uh, version too, which I think is ten dollars a month. Allows you to use extensions and uh, change themes. So they have a particular extensions that are just dedicated to markup language and dedicated to. uh, There's one for uh, a a to do list, so they integrate that directly into the note. Uh, I think they have one for a shopping list, and then they have themes, and then they have uh, other. They have a, a two-step authentication as a as an extension that you can include in these uh, in this notes. Uh, and and again, the reviews speak of the good encryption that goes on with it. Another one that I that I have on my list uh, that I think we're going to save more for another day is OneNote that comes with Microsoft. Mm-hmm. And uh, there are a couple of apps that we talked about in preparing for the show. OneNote was uh, one of them. Evernote was another. And so if you're surprised, we haven't spoken about Evernote. I, Evernote is, a, I'm a big fan of Evernote. We'll talk about that in another show. We'll dedicate the whole 30-minute show to Evernote and the functionality and how you can use it. And then there are other, uh, you know, we see, I see Evernote more as a web clipper. That's how I use it, where you find material and it's, it's a storage for material. Uh, and prior to Evernote, I was using Yojimbo, which was a Mac-based uh, one that did the same. But we'll get into OneNote, Evernote, and uh, uh, in as separate shows maybe in the next show. I, it's funny because uh, I bought this uh, Surface PC to use to run one piece of software I needed to run. That's a DOS-based software. That's an old software that is the only, really the one and only software that people use for doing this type of research analysis. So I had to buy, uh, and I bought some cheaper PCs and it wouldn't run it correctly. So I, I laid some cash out and got a, uh, got a Surface and have been using that to run the data on it. But I've tried to find other reasons to use it. So I started using OneNote. And this morning I was in a, uh, a promotion and tenure meeting where we're reviewing files and all of that's kept in our system on a very clunky, I call it clunky, uh, sort of system to be able to grab uh, things like narratives that the people had spoken about in terms of their work, their CVs, the letters from all of that's kind of in this very clunky system that's online. Well, what I'll do is pull some of that down for review and organize it in my OneNote app on my Surface. But I also use it on my, on my Mac. So we're, we'll talk about OneNote more often. It's, it's an interesting thing. I think you can talk about it from the PC side. I can talk about it from the, from the Mac side because I see differences in the interface well, when we get around to it. But it's an interesting, it's an interesting system in terms of uh, managing notes. Right, it really is a category on its own. Yeah, yeah. So the last thing I want to speak to for uh, Mac only is Apple Notes, and as I said in the, uh, I was using Simple Note quite a bit, and have switched over now to use more Apple Notes because it's a very simple thing. Apple has integrated that little icon on a lot of their windows and a lot of whatever software that you're running, that is that little square with the arrow up, which means send it to. So if I am um, reading something on the web, I don't have time to read it, but I want to remember it. I just go to that little thing and I send it to, and I send it to uh, my Apple notes and that link is right there. So I'm using it more to grab things on the fly Whereas I think simple note means I, I kind of need to stop, copy the link, put it in, things like that. I'm using more Apple notes as as was suggested by people who are uh, friends of mine who are really into Apple. They showed me there's a lot more things you can do with it. You can store pictures in it. You can store sound in it. You can there's a, you can store all sorts of files in it. And all of that is connected and synced through, uh, through the cloud with it. It's also free of charge, of course, for people who have any kind of Apple device. And if you don't have an integrated system, say you're using a, an iPhone or a iPad, but you have a PC or an Android or a Linux computer, you can always go to your iCloud website account and access your notes from there, too, because if it's stored in the cloud, you can grab it through the website on any of the other devices. So it is a bit more cla- cross-platform than you would think, but it's, it's, it's not like they have developed particular apps for, for different platforms.
0: Yeah, and you actually bring up a really interesting point, and I feel like a good point for a disclaimer here is that a lot of these apps, the good majority of these apps, I, I anticipate are not HIPAA compliant. So in, in terms of clinical use, you know, we're not talking about those kind of notes, right? Uh, it, you need to be really careful about the types of notes that you, that you use and where those are stored uh, and, and whether or not that app is, is HIPAA compliant. There are very few out there that actually exist, and most of those are built into to larger platforms for clinical use. So it was really something that, that just struck me as you were talking about this one.
1: Yeah, because I realize we do have a lot of folks uh, just because of the field we're in that are probably listening to us through that come from counseling or mental health services backgrounds. So, yeah, HIPAA comes into play with a lot of this data that you're saving or passing around, as I guess FERPA would do, too, if you're dealing with uh, student records and student files and things like that. So looking for ones that are HIPAA compliant if necessary or just don't do don't use notes apps for that.
0: Yeah, I don't think a lot of them wouldn't have really good clinical utility anyway. Um, You know, in this case, you're better off to go with a solution that's built particularly for that.
1: So I want to ask you, how do you use notes in your workflow?
0: Notes for me often are the, the kind of on the fly things. Generally, when I'm taking a note while I'm working, it's I'm working on something and need to remember something else or need to keep some information to the side while I'm doing another task. Uh, sometimes it's as simple as, you know, I need to remember to put something on my calendar because the kids have a, a concert or a play or something like that I need to remember. Or, you know, I'm, I find a really interesting article with something related to research I'm working on and, and I pull that information out to use later. Um, but it's it's not something I want to do right in the moment. Uh, A lot of times the notes apps are really nice for having those different projects laid out and I kind of organically come across things that I know I want to use later or for something else. I will use it as an integral part of a project, uh, but a lot of times the utility in it is just having that place to put things I can't act on in the moment or don't, don't need to act on in the moment. The problem is I've got too many notes apps.
1: So, you know, I have, one cl- I have one closet. It's like having multiple closets. I have one closet that I've cleaned up really nicely. And then I start using another closet. And I guess that closet right now, for me, that messy closet is Apple Notes. Although, uh, you know, and, and I, I went back and opened up Simple Notes, which I hadn't opened in a while, although I used it for probably a four to six year period of time and realized what I was using it a lot for was storing my passwords. I hate to say it, but you know you're not supposed to write them down and stick them to your computer. but of course, i I put them in a list in different locations in in uh, simple notes. So if I want to do a text search for a particular app or a license for something more licenses, I think is what I stored their license numbers than actual um, than actual passwords to accounts, uh, then I use a, a different kind of password manager. So if I want to know how to get access to a piece of software that I've loaded and now I have to take it off, now I have to reload it and what the license number is, I'll search in, in Simple Notes because historically that's where I've been keeping that. So that's, co- that's a little bit more of my cleaner closet. Uh, Simple notes, as I said, has uh, has folder capability so I can sort things into folders um, so I can go to those folders and look at what topics are. But the text search on it is so quick. You know, it's just, okay. my group work course, let me put in group work and then all the notes will come up about group work. Um, Or if I'm if I'm uh, sometimes I write out show notes and put them in notes. And then if I want to go back and get show notes from previous shows, I'll search for the show and find it, the show number and find it. So uh, it's it's become a, a sort of a messy filing cabinet in some cases, but the search capabilities are so good for it. Apple Notes is allowing me to do a lot more than Simple Notes does in terms of storing. It's a quick way I can grab a picture and store it in there. There's some other things that I can store in there that I can't store in Simple Notes. And uh, I can also share those. One of the functionalities that I had with Apple Notes was trying to share recipes with my daughter for this Friday night meal that I told you about. I wanted to share a whole folder of recipes with her and could not share at the folder level, but could only share at the individual recipe level. So that I found a little bit frustrating. I would have liked to have shared or at least given her permissions on that, that complete folder. And there might be a way to do that, but I, I tried for a while and couldn't figure it out. So I'm using those. I do use them on the fly a lot. Um, I'm reading an article and I need to throw it somewhere because I don't want to forget about it. At least it'll pop up in a list of the notes that I've saved I can go back to it Um, or it's something I want to share with someone else and I don't have the time at the moment to share that with them so I I throw it into Apple Notes pretty quickly yeah so similar to you now web clipping is a whole different thing we can we can get into that when we talk about Evernote and we get back to that process that's been really valuable uh, in a lot of ways for me not only in collaboration with other people, but collaboration with students. I will share whole folders of web clips with students for the purpose of, of, you know, part of the teaching process that I use. When we get into Evernote, we'll talk about that. Right. Just a totally different animal for sure. Yeah. So I think we've covered it. I'm going to take uh, all of these links, all of these apps, as I did with the uh, first show that we did on lists and put these, links up so you can take a look at them yourself and maybe get some ideas. But I think the one that we would start with and suggest to you is uh, simple notes, uh, particularly the cross-platform thing um, is really helpful with that.
0: For sure. Yeah. So, you know, at this point, we want to tell you about how you can get involved. Uh, so if you have a tech question or you're trying to figure something out with technology, you just have an idea that you want to share, uh, please email us at network at gmail.com. Or you can actually call and leave us a message at 937-756-5140 and you can get some of that uh, fame and non-fortune we were talking about earlier and we'll actually play your question during the podcast and try and get an answer for you. So uh, something else we wanted to mention, we don't get paid in any other way than through your compliments, uh, through comments on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn and other places that the podcast is available. Uh, Please keep the positive reviews coming. We love them. It's the best paycheck we can get and and bring others to the show to listen. So any final thoughts, Marty, before we close out? Well,
1: you know, we're part of the Pod Talk Network um, and we want to thank you for listening and subscribing uh, to the Tech Savvy Professor. Uh, As Eric had mentioned, you can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Twitter at pod underscore network. And uh, you can always email us at the pod talk network at gmail.com. Um, we're part of the pod talk network. We've got some great shows coming up and you can find out about those shows at our website, thepodtalk.net, and links to great shows, including grad school deconstructed, which is for graduate students who are uh, looking to find out a little bit more about what it's like to be in grad school and shared experiences. And of course, the faculty meeting, uh, which was our signature podcast about how it is to be a faculty member in higher education. So that's it for now. I uh, It's been a good show,
0: Eric. Yeah, great. So for Marty and myself, thanks for listening. You're getting savvier by the minute.